Good morning, and welcome to the Authentic Rob G Podcast. I'm Rob G. Thank you for joining us this morning, or whenever you listen to this podcast. That's the beauty of podcasts. Not like FM radio. You know, FM radio, you got to tune in in the drive time. You got to tune in when they're talking, otherwise you don't get them. But nope, thanks to the beauty of technology, we have the ability to get to you whenever you want. It's at your convenience, whenever you see fit to listen. I thank you. So, here we are. It is Wednesday, October 24th, 2018. 45 degrees on my commute into the box this morning. Hope you're having a good morning so far. Make it positive. Start at the day positive, and the day tends to get better from there. So, here we are. I'm driving up on my way in, feeling good, feeling pumped. I, um... Although there is a, there is something that's bothering me. Something that's bothering me. I didn't. I don't know if you've been tuning in, but uh, I've been talking a little bit about how I have rebranded our company, which has gone great. And part of that rebrand is the website, which was supposed to launch Monday and has not launched yet. I ran into uh, a one day's delay in the design, and then. Um, the weekend, which I thought I was going to have time on Saturday to put a great deal of time into it, I forgot that we had social plans, and that was the entire day that really set me behind. And of course, it was always a couple of things that I didn't expect. So anyway, there's a delay. It's still not launched yet. It will definitely be launched by this Monday, there, without a doubt. I've given myself enough buffer time this time. When I announce to myself that it's going to be launched on a certain day. But other than that, it's going good. I'm excited about it. The new GenevieCWeb.com will be coming out this coming Monday. And speaking of website and other things digital, I want to tell you how to find me across the web. You can hit me up on my social platforms. Instagram and Twitter at AuthenticRobG and my YouTube channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y. That's Rob G Savvy. Don't confuse it with the others that might be out there. The other 10,000 Savvy channels. Most of them don't even do anything. But anyway, check mine out. Lots of great content going up there every week. And um, I think you'll find some stuff of interest there. Less stories over there. If you don't like the stories I tell, head on over to the YouTube channel. I just give straightforward information. You can see my ugly face. Hit some comments there about whatever. But in any event, let's talk about, let's get into the topic for this morning. I was thinking about this one as I was getting ready. And this is when I always, I always go back to this one. This one is big for me because I believe it's one of the greatest, smallest things overlooked by most people in most industries, bar none. You really want to know what it is, don't you? I know you do. I, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. So, what that is, I'm going to talk about the details. What are the details? Have you ever, if you're in the creative field, I'm sure you've heard this before from a mediocre associate or a, a non-creative superior or supervisor. You know, you make this design and you want to change a little aspect, or maybe you're like this, and if so, I hope you give this some thought. But I've had times where I've executed on a design, and 
I look on it again and I feel like there's something I want to change and it's now very late in the process. So I tell you there's something I want to change. There's something small about it that's just not sitting with me right and I want to make this change to this detail. And I get, have you ever heard this? The client's never going to notice. Oh, that's so small. The client's never going to notice. The customer's not going to not buy it because of that. No one's going to notice. And then there's the typical response that, uh, well, yeah, well, well, I know it's, I know it's there. I know it's wrong. I know whatever. Which eh, is not really a good argument because the real reason that the details do matter and why it should matter to everyone involved in the creative process when somebody says the client will never notice that or the customer, the end user, the consumer will never notice that and the direct answer is yes, they will. They always notice. The reason you don't hear about it or they don't say anything is because they don't notice on a conscious level. See, the mind picks up everything and the subconscious will pick up on little cues and a client will look at something and say, I don't know, there's just something about it that's not working. Or, I'm not sure what it is, but it just doesn't feel right. When you hear that, that's the warning. That's the tip-off that there's some details that you can tweak in order to make it work. Now, that's provided that you as the expert, the designer, the visual problem solver, have checked every other aspect of the design to make sure it's solving the creative problem at hand. If everything checks out and you don't know necessarily what it is on a larger scale, on a macro, then most likely it's in the details. Most likely there's something, and if you're seasoned enough, you'll know deep down. You'll know when you look at it, there's something that's not sitting right with you, and it's gonna be a minute thing, but it's gonna be the thing. It's gonna be the thing that spells success in the project or not so successful. There's a fantastic book out there. You gotta pick this one up. This is a book that I read many years ago, and I read it many times because the principle involved is so simple and so easily overlooked that if you adopt this principle into your life, in every aspect of your life, you will find that you will win more times than not with this one thing. It's a book called The Slight Edge. It's by Jeff Olson, O-L-S-O-N, Olson. Jeff Olson. The Slight Edge, and it's a thin book. I think it's only 200 pages, something like that. It's a fast read. It's a simple read, but man, is it powerful. The principle of the slight edge says that every day we make a choice to do something or not do something. Let's take fitness, for example, and working out. You know, I like to go back to that because it It rings true in so many fashions. There's so many lessons to be learned in that. And this one's no different because in the slight edge, every day you're faced with a decision to do or not to do. 
And if you think about working out, you know you need the exercise. You know you need to lose the weight. You know you need to get in better shape. You need to get stronger. You need to have more flexibility. You want to look better. Aesthetics play a part in that. But every day, what most people do, if you're average, most people will make a daily decision on whether or not they're going to go to the gym that day, that night. Every day it's a new decision. And so if you've ever done this, hey, I've done it. I'm not the exception. I'm not perfect. I haven't mastered everything. I've done it. But there's days when you go, you know, I'm, I don't feel like going, which actually that, those words kind of, they kind of curdle my skin. I don't feel like it because, first of all, you don't do anything based on emotion. You do it based on whether it's right for the job, for your life, for your body, for your health, for your business. But if you, if you aren't feeling quite energetic or if you have something else that you have to do and getting to the gym might be tight, timing might be tight on it, so you decide, well, I'm not going to go. And you say, well, I could miss one day. It won't make a difference. And you're right. It won't make a difference for that particular day. It won't make a difference. You won't see a dramatic increase in weight gain. You won't see dramatic drop in your strength level. You won't see any dramatic effects in not going one day. But over time, compounded, not going, going, not going, not going. The days you should have gone, if you add them all up at the end of 10 years, all the times you didn't go are going to be a significant percentage of the time that you should have gone and would have gotten dramatically more successful results. So the slight edge says that when it's decision time, you decide to do it because it may not matter today, but it matters for tomorrow. It matters in the long run. It matters over time because that one decision compounded over time is what adds up to the results you're looking for. But most people don't think long term. They don't have patience. They don't have discipline. I should say they do. They just don't choose to exercise those, the, the discipline and the patience that it takes. And so pick up a copy of The Slight Edge. I promise, I promise that if you give it a shot, you're going to find that it makes a heck of a lot of sense. And I've applied that. And I think about that book all the time. So in The Slight Edge, those details, if you want to bring it back to design and branding, it says that those little decisions that you make to do or not do will impact over time. And it's a slightly different concept when it comes to a design because it's, you know, it's applied to a specific situation and it can make that project succeed or fail. But when you look at the slightest in terms of the details and conceptually, if you're not going to pay attention to the details, it's going to impact your success as a designer and business owner over time. As you produce mediocre results and word gets around that, eh, that, that's you. Meh, not so great. 
and the difference being paying attention to them and people going, this guy knows his stuff. This gal knows her stuff. It's the details. And I could remember a couple times in my life where I gave in to that little voice, even to myself. Excuse me. Where I looked at it and I just, I was running out of time and I wanted the project to be done and and I rationalized to myself. By the way, do you know what rationalize means? You know when you rationalize something? It means you give reasons why it's okay to settle for less. But do you know what rationalize actually is? It's actually two words. Rationalize. You tell yourself rational lies about something. And to you, they make perfect sense. So you buy them. You buy them from yourself. It's the scariest part. You know you're telling yourself a lie deep down. Again, never ignore your gut instinct. Your gut's usually right. At least you should let it weigh in very heavily in your decisions. I mean, I think if you're if you're starting out, you know, you're 20-something, you don't have life experience on your side. So I understand and I get that I've been there. So it's hard to tell what the difference is between what you're thinking and what you're feeling sometimes. Or you use your intelligence by the education you've been given to say that this is a smart decision, therefore it must be the correct decision, which may be true. But deep down at the bottom of your gut, God gave you an instinct that says, you know, (laughs) something is off here. And usually, more often than not, when you pay attention to that, that's the thing that wins out in terms of if you follow it, if you don't ignore it, you address it, that you will be right more often than not. And it becomes even truer as you get older. You know, when I talk about life experience, life experience is a series of good judgments. And good judgment is the result of making a lot of bad judgment because you realize what doesn't work. You realize what didn't work in the past. So you've learned from your mistakes and there's nothing wrong with mistakes. You just need to learn from them and not make them repeatedly. I'd say, you know, once you make a mistake once, it's fine. If you make the same mistake again, ah, it starts to get tough. Sometimes I'll give a pass. But you should never make that mistake a third time or anything beyond that. It should be a lesson learned. But when you have that feeling deep down, eventually it'll always win out. So that feeling a lot of times comes from looking at something and and saying you know you should make the tweaks and make the details. I know that you you can look at it in so many different areas. And some of the times the margins by which people win are so slim that it's almost imperceptible. (laughs) It makes me think of this Seinfeld episode. I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Seinfeld came out in what? Sometime in the 
late 80s, I think. I think it was the late 80s. And I never actually ever watched it. I never watched it. and I saw it a few times in the 90s, I think. But I never watched it when it was first run. You know, like the night that it, the episode was brand new. Never watched it. Always watched it in reruns. I think the first time I started watching it was on like 11 o'clock at night. Every night. On, you know, on network TV. This is before, certainly before streaming, but before cable channels made it possible to do this stuff on demand. But it would be on network reruns, like Channel 11 or something at 11 o'clock at night. And I would catch them then. And I think I started watching in the mid-90s, late 90s. And by then it was already coming to an end. But it, I love it. It's just funny. It's just it's timeless humor. It never gets old. My wife and I still watch it many nights. It's just I've seen them all so many times, but I still laugh. It's just still funny. But anyway, there was this one episode, and you know, it's part of Jerry's stand-up where he talks about you know winning by a nose. If you look at the Olympic runners, and he he turns to his profile, so you could see his profile, and he says, "I never understand how." You know, you can win by so little. It's it's almost imperceptible. But he sticks his neck out. He puts his nose out and he says, first place, gold medal. And he moves his nose back like a quarter of an inch. He goes, second place, never heard of him. And it's it's so true because it's only a fraction of a second between winner and, I don't want to say loser, but listen, you want to go for the gold. Everybody's going for the gold. So if it's not gold, yeah, it's silver. Yeah, it's bronze. I mean, yeah, you got you got a medal. You placed. But honestly, everybody remembers the gold gold medal winner. Nobody remembers the other guys or girls. And so those differences, you know, what if one of those runners decided, you want to know something? I'm not going to... I don't know a lot about running, so I don't know the techniques, but let's just say that he decided that he wasn't going to um, run with a, a particular technique that might hurt, or he runs a little softer because his legs are hurting, and he doesn't apply the same rhythm that he had to get to where he was at that time in the race, and he lets off just a little bit of that rhythm and technique, and it costs him a half a second and costs him the race. It costs him the gold medal and world recognition, major sponsorship. Why? Because he ignored the tiny little thing that he thought wouldn't make a difference because he let up a little bit. I don't know if that's the best example, but I'm trying to give you something to relate to here. <laughs> I want to give you an example of how it works in so many different arenas that the little details. I don't know if I said this already, but the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra. It's the detail. Most most people won't, honestly. Most people, um, what do they say? I've already talked about you know people not people saying people won't notice. Doesn't matter. Oh, here it is. Have you ever heard this one? It's good enough good enough you know good enough if you hear that 
that's a warning sign right there. That's how you know that something's missing. That it could be much better. That it really won't take that much effort to improve upon it. To get past good enough to excellent. It's really not a major overhaul to go from good enough to excellent. It's most always achieved by a detail or two, a tweak or two, a, hey, let me walk away from this a little while, come back with fresh eyes, look at it again, and see if something doesn't jump out at me that I can tweak. I have had that happen too many times to me to not be able to say there's something to this. To walk away, come back with fresh eyes, you know, because you, you look at something for so long and you become, visually you become numb to it. You don't, you don't notice the details, you know. This, this has happened, I remember, this happened when I worked for a publisher and what a great experience, by the way. If you're a creative person, typically if you're a visual person, you know, you, you stay in your visual arena. And I'm a very visual person. And, and actually, English was one of my better subjects. I was not so much a math guy. Not, not good with numbers. But words, letters, I always got 100s on spelling tests as a, as a kid without studying. Vocabulary, I got it. Grammar, I could put together sentences. And, and I wouldn't always know exactly why, you know the subject and the predicate and uh, prepositions and I, I don't even know all the terms but I could look at a sentence see what's wrong and fix it but not really be able to explain to you why so I didn't have a deep knowledge of it but it helped me because I didn't really study a lot for English and, and I always did very well so words to me always did matter and when I worked for the publisher I was around people who words were their life. Editors and writers. People who would labor over a headline for hours. You know, maybe not sequentially. You know, that you move on to something else and you come back to it. But it wouldn't be a quick write a lot of times. It would be, this isn't quite the right word that I want to use here. So they do some research and come up with some better words that might fit. And if you know anything about, you know, blogs and writing and articles, the headline is where it's at. The headline is what determines whether, whether or not somebody's even going to read it. So that's job number one right there is get the person to be interested enough to read it. And so the headlines became of critical importance. But those words that are used, those that minor kind of detail, is always sometimes overlooked if you've looked at it for so long you, you don't even see it anymore. And oh, I know the point I was getting at with this. We ran an issue one time and the headline of the article had a typo. Can you believe it? I mean, the type was huge. Obviously, it's a headline on a, 
an entire article, an entire page, and a word was spelt wrong. I mean, can you imagine spelling a word wrong? There's only five words in the headline, and one of them is spelt wrong, and nobody caught it. Editor-in-chief, senior editor, copy chief, copy editor, nobody. Why? Well, they were so focused on the article... And they read the headline so many times when they wrote it that they never really checked it for that. They just saw it, but it didn't register. And so when I say you go away and you come back with fresh eyes, you go away and you come back and you look at the thing that maybe you weren't seeing before or weren't looking at closely. Sometimes you look at it, if it's a visual challenge, you look at it and you come back and it's obvious to you. So that's what, that's what it means to come back with fresh eyes. And taking that extra time to look at the details, just, it, look, it doesn't take a lot. But you doing it versus not doing it separates you from all the average people out there. Hey, and if you're, if you're in the visual field, if you're in the creative field, isn't it competitive enough? I mean, how many designers? I mean, I live in the tri-state area. You can just spin around and swing your arms and smack 15 different designers who are fantastic. It's a highly saturated field with wannabes and and people who are, in reality, very good. It can be very intimidating. So if you want to separate yourself and maybe you don't have experience on your side, and maybe you're not at the top of your game, but you can level up very quickly, all you got to do is is take aboard what I'm suggesting here. Pay attention to the details. Don't ignore them because, like I said, most people will. Um, And that's it. That's all all I got to say on that subject. What more needs to be said? Pick up that book by Jeff Olson called The Slight Edge. It's fantastic. And I, I believe that if you embrace this concept in every area of your life, whether it be your health and fitness, your design, your business... You look at your business and you realize there's something off, something that's not getting the attention it needs. Either you need to do it or you need to get somebody to do it because it's those little things that can run a business into the ground. I'll give you one more example. It is this company that that I know of and the, the people that work there, they tell me that it's a good company and creatively they're good. But they don't pay attention to the to the money. They just strongly believe that money will come. And it's true that if you're really good, money will come, but you still have to pay attention to it. You still have to you still have to make sure the job is profitable. You know, if a job is only budgeted for fifty hours and you come in at eighty, guess what? You lost money. Even though the job's fantastic, you still lost money. So that's a, that's, that may seem like a major detail and one that you can't overlook, but you'd be surprised how many people do, how many successful companies don't watch their finances with vigilance. It's a detail. We don't want to be bothered by the financial details. We just want to create. I'm a designer. I just want to design. I want to create. I want to make stuff. I don't want to be bothered with the money. Well, you're not going to be in business long if you don't bother with that. So there's a business example, and you do need to pay attention to all aspects. Whether you do it yourself or you get somebody to do it, you need to pay attention to it. 
So hit me up across the web. Give me your thoughts. Let me know some of your thoughts on this subject, some of the things that you know you overlooked and maybe you started paying attention to them and started making the difference. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. Head on over to YouTube. Check out my channel, Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, by Rob G. And check out some videos there. Spike some comments below. Hit the subscribe button. I got new content coming down every week for you to check out. Some really good stuff there. I'm sure you'll find valuable about business ownership and branding and design and life in general. Because a lot of the stuff I talk about, you know, people might be saying, you know, you don't talk a lot about branding or design. Talk more about fitness and you going to the gym. But what I'm talking about here is success principles and things that will help you that the school doesn't teach you. No school teaches you this stuff. They teach you design. If you're in the branding world, they teach you branding. They teach you that stuff. So this stuff, they don't teach you. I don't know why. I think there should be a school on success. And there is, but it's just not taught in traditional channels, universities. So this is where you're going to get it. Come on back for more stuff. We've been here daily, Monday through Friday, since we started about four weeks ago. Started it on a, not on a whim, but on a mere suggestion by a friend of mine. I didn't want to do this, but I'm enjoying it. I hope you're getting value out of it. I feel like I'm giving value, but you'll let me know. I'm sure you'll let me know. So that's it. This has been the Authentic Rob G Podcast. I'm Rob G. Thank you for listening and have a great day.